Welcome everybody to the Clear Tai Chi uh, Mastermind meeting of regional organizers for the day that we're filming is and recording for you uh, is Friday, October the 23rd. Correct. Yes. And uh, 2020. You're the one. Yeah. Uh, all right. And with us today is myself, hello, and Matt Holker, the regional organizer for uh, Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hi, everybody. Uh, Greg Nomeyer in Michigan, and I'll let him tell you what parts. Hey, guys, I'm in Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti area. And Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hey, Phil. Art Don, who is in the Washington, D.C. area, I'll let him tell you where, but today he's, he is here in Maryville visiting. So. Hi, Artan, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Greenbelt, Maryland, just outside of Washington, about 15 miles east. And Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello. Thank you, Sifu. Welcome. And Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. I'm going to let her tell you what parts. Hi, everybody. I'm in the Northern Pacific area of Costa Rica, known as Guanacaste. We give classes in Liberia, in Playa del Coco, and in Playa Panama. And Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. And I think he's got another location or two down there. I'll let him tell you. Good afternoon, guys. Well, still, still putting things together and uh, hopefully soon. <laughs> but uh, down here in rainy Boca Raton. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That time of year. Well, rainy, is it rainy now? Yeah, yeah, the last couple of weeks we've been getting tropical uh, oh, yeah, the hurricane rain. Yeah, no, no hurricane. No hurricane. Well, I mean, the rain coming with that part of the weather. Yeah, okay. Um, and Daniel Stringer, and I'll let him tell you in what parts of Florida he's in. Uh, hello, and uh, Paisley is where we're located outside of Deland and not far from Orlando. And it's sunny over here, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Inland, inland, no hurricane, at least not today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Daniel's palm trees don't have coconuts. Oh. Yeah, that's true. That is kind of sad. Because you got to go south or you got to go to the water? Uh, south. It's, it gets a little bit too cold up here. Cold for us, anyway, not cold for you all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Today's topic is, um, it has to do with the uh, helping others with Tai Chi and it's on that theme that we've been doing and we've got other ones of these that we're going to do that are in that theme. And today what I'm really specifically asking you guys to weigh in on a bit is what is our role, the role of the teacher, um, uh, the person who's doing this, what do you feel the role is uh, or is not to some degree in your community as a practitioner, teacher, healer, leader, and how do you best serve in that role? And obviously, um, obviously, just to make it sort of simple, there's there's what kind of outreach you can have or do have, but also then how you're interacting with your students. And since they do tend to look up to you, it's what kind of image do you provide and or how do you provide that image? And, and obviously, it'll run the gamut from I'm a Tai Chi teacher to I'm a community activist, whatever the situation is, but, but there's other aspects to that. I've got some answers and some other things that I'll talk about with that, but I want to give the group a pretty good 
a healthy run at this first. Um, you, want, you guys want me to just go in order? And if we do, actually, you want to start or go last? Oh, um, I guess I will start uh, because I have a little different sort of role and different perspective, I guess, than a lot of other organizers because I, you know, my, my teaching is done at the school, at his school in Maryland, Tennessee, at, um, at you know, the school that he also teaches at, to be clear. And so, um, you know, for me, my role in it is, um, you know, as a teacher, um, I teach the beginning students and I make it pretty plain that like my goal with them is to get them basically good enough to, uh, you know, at the, at the kind of fundamentals of Tai Chi to be in the class with the master, you know, with Sifu Clear and, um, and to be, you know, studying directly from him and to communicate to them that that goal um, it's very attainable and it can happen pretty quickly. Like our level one Tai Chi program is what I'm talking about. We put them through the level one curriculum, um, the same, the same curriculum that's online, the same level one program. We put them through those steps, literally the same thing live. Um, we just do it, you know, with them. Um, and, uh, and I'm just trying to get them up to, to that test, um, to be able to pass that test uh, and confidently pass that test and comfortably pass that test and, you know, correctly pass that test, but, but basically just get them through the level one material, which is about, you know, done live, um, if they're really kind of getting to it, about four months to somewhere maybe in the neighborhood of as long as six months worth of work. Um, and it's, and, you know, and, and I'm, so my role as a teacher is to kind of uh, from, from, from where I'm standing is to motivate them and to give them that benchmark and that time frame and to, to, to communicate to them that this material is doable in this window of time and these are the expectations and you know here and I will help you get there but you know this is this is what you're this is the path you're on and these are the goals and this is why you're doing all this and then the uh, you know and my, my my role in the in the bigger sense for this is I'm I just really try to promote the art of Tai Chi, kind of as a whole and the benefits of Tai Chi. But but you know genuine Tai Chi and really when I say that what I mean is I try to, I'm, I try to promote the benefits of internal power. Um, I'm really I, I really try to like explain as simply as I can to as many people as I can what that is and why they might be interested in it. And that like, you know, as far as like a, you know, community organizer or whatever, I don't, I don't really think about it like that, but, but I do try to communicate that, um, you know, and try to uh, try to explain that to people, I guess, who are sort of like-minded, um, who I feel like there's a lot of people like me that are out there that like would be interested in this stuff if they knew really what it was or are interested in this, but don't really kind of know how to pursue it. Um, and so I, you know, I just try to kind of connect them with him. Um, and that's kind of my main role as, as far as that's concerned. Um, and I know that a lot of you, because you're in, you're not like teaching directly in his school, you're going to have sort of different experiences with that. So I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. Great. Um, for me, a lot of it's actually just be what you want to see, you know, so try to represent the art with depth, showing people where here's a place and then it goes much further than that. Um, and try to represent with kindness and again, just meet people where they're at. Um, 
I do think that there's some stuff that I need to do to be um, more active in the community, like hosting the push hands meetups or turning up to other local events and that kind of a thing. Um, But I think for a lot of it, it's, it's more that (laughs) be what you want to see kind of thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, Phil? I'm not sure. So one of the differences, perhaps for me, is that I have an older population of students. Mm -hmm. So that they're pretty set in their ways. And uh, (laughs) most of them are, are pretty apolitical. And then we had one guy that was very conservative. And um, you're in Georgia. I'd expect you'd have a few, maybe. <laughs> you'd think so, but the, of the Tai Chi crowd, no, I, I actually now, now I think that I have a two. So one was an older guy, and he was with me for a long time. And another guy uh, was basically a Xing Yi uh, practitioner sure. who was really, really talented. I mean, probably the most talented student I had. Uh, but he didn't stay with me a long time. But he was quite conservative and. We basically, um, with the talented guy, he avoided political discussions, and with the other guy, he was kind of he was kind of uh, expressive of his positions. Okay. But he was, but he, was he you know, but he was um, diplomatic. He would he would bring it up to people that he knew wouldn't be offended. Sure. So you know, so it wasn't like I had to. I didn't have to um, kind of put a lid on him. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so that that's basically how well, so my the, situation was. Well, so the other thing I'd be curious to hear you talk about, because you are a certified, a board certified doctor, um, skin doctor, correct? Which is a uh, dermatologist. A dermatologist. Yeah. So you've been in a medical role before, and obviously there's some medical aspect to this and or, um, you know, Tai Chi teacher, and there are some other things that you teach with that. Um, And so as a practitioner, teacher, healer, leader, what kinds of things do you find um, in terms of outreach or just talking to people or and being that example in front of the students that, that sort of pertain to that role as an internal arts, as a Tai Chi, clear Tai Chi practitioner and that kind of a thing? Well, I think one of the things that, that makes a difference is that I didn't, I didn't take Tai Chi seriously and I didn't start teaching until after I had retired. So I wasn't practicing medicine at that time. Right. And, uh, and I guess the other thing is, is I do teach Reiki and then a, a lot of the, a number of my Reiki students would be people that did Tai Chi and then they could feel the energy. And so that was cool. And then, so Reiki gave them a, another way to explore the energy. So, so that all fit together. Um, and then I guess uh, just in terms of some of the things you're talking about, uh, in terms of dealing with the community, I had one like really frustrating experience where I, I had uh, 
made arrangements to teach a, a Tai Chi class at a church. And I had gone to great lengths to do it. And then I... Um, details of it, yep. Right. And then, um, and then to pe for people to sign up, they didn't call me. They called the church. And then about a week before it was there, I was calling to check on how things were going and, you know, what was going on. And they said, oh, they had canceled... They had canceled the class because one of the parishioners had said they did not want to have mysticism in their church. <laughs> so they just canceled. They didn't tell me. They didn't keep a list of the students. Oh, wow. So I couldn't even call the students to tell them it wasn't on. Yeah. It was, it, it was anyway, it really put me off. So I've had really very, very little uh, contact with that church since. I, I was just really really put off by that whole experience. Yeah, so two things, um, uh, and I guess I'll let me address that one first and then I'll ask you the question after. So on that one, I would say that that is part of ideally what we're about there is being able to talk to people at certainly our own church if we're a church member um, or and a church we'd be interacting with like that and being able to convey you know, what the Tai Chi is in, ter in terms of um, presentation and what people are learning and those kind of, you know, to be able to get it across that, okay, if you take it on face value of like what's piped and put out there, maybe you, I could see you coming to that kind of a conclusion uh, based on just, you know, yoga is evil and, and <laughs> you know, if you're not wearing, in some churches, if you're not wearing your hat when you're supposed to be wearing, you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and you go now who's really working with superstition here but anyways the uh but then being able to have a dialogue at least and then being able to talk about that and if you look at like my my book on the chi energy i really do address that a good bit about you know energy and what is meant by energy and that it really is something that's in within physics that there's a, a science there and that you know, if we want to talk about the gravity and magnetism, et cetera, and some and radiation are somehow mystical hocus pocus, um, then we then I guess maybe Tai Chi fits in that category. You want to go, hey, that's the science, and or that was created by God. So was this and the other passage. And I'm not trying to take this over for you. I'm trying to give you an idea here. The uh, that I tend to use is that when the folks when the disciples ran up to Jesus. And basically we're like, hey, there's these guys down the road and they're healing in your name and they're not really with us and they're not really doing that thing. And, and I'm paraphrasing all this. And it was originally said in, in uh, you know, very different languages than English and then translated a couple of times and all that stuff. But so basically what was said was there for, for Jesus that they were healing in his name and that as long as they're doing that, it's good. And so, um, and so I don't know if you're, if you're not a Christian, you probably couldn't quite say and do that, but if you are, uh, then that makes it a fairly easy, um, you know, this is where I'm coming from. So there's something a little simpler that I'll often say, which is if the blooming of a flower is merely the consequence of photosynthesis, so is this, if it's a miracle, so is this. If it's both things, bless you, so is this. Be consistent. It's just another part of reality, you know. And I, and I know from what, like what you were doing, putting it together and all that, and especially how they treated you, it's tough 
but as, and right now, obviously during coronavirus, maybe that, that there's not even anything like that on radar. But once this has reached that point, it's worth the effort to try to reach out like that, even if it's just to have a dialogue going on, um, because of the because of the art helping people and how it helps people, especially with the senior population. And you know, a lot, lot, a lot of seniors are going to church because they're getting ready for you know what's next. Right. But anyways, I'm being, I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, um, but you may the, be joking. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. but the, convers the conversation is is worth the effort. I Understand? Guess. Yeah. Well, One of the issues that that I run into. And it's actually not as bad in Columbus as it was in um, Columbia, South Carolina, was there certainly a portion of the conservative Christian church, which feels that anything that's, that is spiritual or non-physical, if it's done in a Christian tradition, is fine. Right. But if it's done, if it comes from any any other tradition, then it's very suspect. It's yeah, right. So you know, spirituality, healing, when it comes from a Christian tradition, that's great. And if it doesn't, if it comes from another tradition, they're not saying it doesn't work. They're saying we think, you know, we think that if it doesn't come from Christianity, it comes from Satan. And that's, you know, you, um, my guess is you come, you've come across that at some point in time. And that's just one of the most extreme uh, situations. But anyway, that's. So, so in the formation of Clear Tai Chi, as you guys know, I basically have over 40 years in it at this point to make our system. <laughs> and so that was something that I dealt with very early on. And I was in the churches and the kind of church that I prefer are the ones that are non-denominational Christian where they tend to be a little more like that um, and where they're very much more, you know, you can go to churches where everybody kind of sits in the pews and maybe the guy up front is pretty excited. And there's a few people that are like that. And a whole lot of people are just kind of going, <laughs> going home and then, you know, it's part of their activity. But in the non-denominational churches like that, most of the people in that church are pretty fired up about Christianity and that kind of thing. And so with that, it was like, okay, you're doing this Tai Chi thing. And it was like, I am because I've got arthritis and just because I'm doing it and getting this kind of physical motion there and the things that it's doing in my body, because I'm doing that in certain kinds of ways, just like if you were going to do calisthenics or you were going to do stretching or you were going to do asana or you were going to do, you know, all kinds of other things that also have an effect on the body. Um, and so there's these effects and I'm not sure how it works yet. Um, but you know, I, I'm getting it that I do these things and I can feel this. And it's like, you know, and so if you're trying to tell me that's from the devil, well, I'm not talking to anything outside myself, except for my teacher who's telling me stand like this, move like this, breathe like this. But it's physical, it's physical um, education at this point. And I've had teachers over the years where they were coming from super whacked out metaphysical places. Typically, what I've found is I've continued and built the system over the last 40 years is a whole bunch of those people don't have a whole lot of skill. Huh. The actual ability is not there. Right. And then if they and then if you get somebody where they're like dealing with unseen 
outside forces and they've got ability well as soon as they you know turn their head funny and start talking in another voice i'm out <laughs> you know, i'm not staying for that and in the longer term organization of the system it really was what's the science why does this work and as often as i as i not as often as i can but fairly often I go to medical people and go, okay, what is that? What is the body part that's here? How does that work? Um, what is it that's happening at the, at the, at the, you know, if it's, if it's the bone and the skeleton, the skeleton and the uh, ligament and tendon and muscle area, why is it responding like that? What kinds of things are there? If it's at respiratory level, what's going on there? If it's at nervous system level, what kinds of things are going on there? And then you've got all these chemicals and exchanges in the body and things that trigger those chemicals, things that subdue those chemicals. And the other thing that's coming through, and Christianity would agree with this, does agree with this, is that how you think about things affects things. And if you get somebody coming from a stretch and narrow point and they say it doesn't, wait a minute. So you mean if I interact with God and I'm in God, trying to be in God's presence and feeling that and interacting with that, and that's how I go about my day, it's not going to do anything to help me in my life and how I feel and how I'm able to help other people. No. And of course, everybody that's really serious about it and not just trying to get control over you goes, wait a minute. No, no, no. Yeah, that's a good thing. Okay. So then my mind and how I think about things and how I, how I interact both in, to my inner, internal communication to myself and my external communication with how I think about God as opposed to how somebody else thinks about God. And the, the only hard part is, and sometimes in that kind of deal, they'll have a little trouble is I'll go, I am not going to tell you how to think about God. That's not my business. Um, the, the idea that there is a God, I'm pretty big on that. Um, and there's a lot, to me at least, and I'm not going to go into depth of discussion about it here, there's a lot of evidence for that, a lot of evidence for that. And so, um, and so that way, and if they're asking for guidance, I'll tell them what I think, mm -hmm. right, and how I feel and what I believe and those kinds of things. But I'm at least trying to give them the idea there is something more and lead them that way. And then ideally, if they're within a church or that kind of thing, well, there's, there's the guidance you're, you're with. And they're like, yeah, but I don't feel comfortable there. There's something just off. What do you believe? I don't mind telling them, but at least I'm trying to dialogue that. I'm hoping this is helpful, but, and I'm not going into depth on it on purpose because I do, I do, I am a fairly private person in certain kinds of ways about that. I've given you some hints to where I'm kind of at. At the same time, as you all know, I'm a little more open-ended rather than or a lot more open-ended rather than closed-minded about it but i am um selective i'm careful about how I, what i choose to believe and how i choose to believe it and how i choose to act on that and those things um is that helpful to you on, the, on that regard hopefully <laughs> well yeah I, I guess in that situation it um that in that situation, I I just thought it was a, a dead end. But certainly, uh, that well, they that, treated you kind of rough. But but that could be as simple as one person in the in the mix there in that in that cog of of you know leadership and personality and people who have a, have the ability to cancel the course or have the course yeah. or, or all that stuff. And so, yeah. having a conversation with them ongoing you know again once COVID's up and you can do that um it may and also that person may or may not even be there anymore all that 
And so right, and I, and I try, actually, so this happened many years ago, and then I mean probably fifteen years ago. I mean, a long time ago. And I think actually someone else has actually taught some Tai Chi at that church. Since. And it could have been that as easily as anything else. I've had that happen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so, so things change. <laughs> Tai Chi teachers in there shooting you and, oh, Tai Chi's evil. And then, oh, what, <laughs> this Tai Chi. Oh, oh, this, oh this, you know, yikes. <laughs> Daniel, I wanted to give you a chance to speak to that because I know, it, it, you know, a little, two or a little bit after you've got to go and for going to work. And then also I know that for what we've been in conversation that there's things that you'll probably want to weigh in there. And, and I would appreciate that if you can do that. Uh, well, I mean, you guys said a lot. I, uh, I don't know if this is the time to get in a big debate. I would say I'm a Christian. I um, serve at my church. I've, uh, which would be to your first question about the community. I, uh, you know, I have a role for my students, but as far as being a Tai Chi, tai Chi practitioner in the community, Mostly I serve at the church and my wife and I invest a lot of time in uh, young people, um, like, you know, middle school, high schoolers, because I feel like that's helping the next generation. Um, as far as everything you guys are talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm a very solid Christian and I've been studying the arts for 15 years or so uh, in depth every day. And if I thought that studying tai chi was worshiping the devil i would quit in a heartbeat me too if i got to a point where i discovered that that's really what it was i would quit in a heartbeat and so to anyone listening if you're confused about any of this stuff i'm as bad as solid as it gets as a christian and i uh i don't find it evil i find it helpful uh, i find a lot of correlations between like what Steve was saying as far as there is a god and uh, there's order and, and design and, and there's so much in Tai Chi that can point you that way. And so I think evil is, uh, I don't want to be dogmatic about things, but evil is, is in the heart of people, you know, when you put things in, in the wrong place, in the wrong context. And so without getting into a long, lengthy discussion of the Bible and other things, I, uh, I love Tai Chi and I love the church. So that's all I can say. Yeah. Well, so Daniel, part of what I'm Part of what I'm asking there, too, is obviously being in that position of being known as a person that is a person of faith in, in the church and having some leadership position there and some guiding role thing there for some of the groups that you're talking about and being known as a Kung Fu um, Tai Chi uh, teacher, uh, practitioner and teacher. My read on that is that sometimes you you are making up uh, some kind of dialogue or involved in some kind of dialogue or being asked and so um obviously there's a number of different ways that you can handle that and there are ways that you do that you the way that you don't handle that in ways that you do and so well i would say i mean first of all greg i think hit the nail on the head i tried to be the person that i want to see and uh there's a lot of people i mean it comes up in the church especially when i was teaching push hands i had a push hands weekly thing at the church for a while and, you know, if you, a couple of people took issue with it, you know, because of, that's just where they're at with things. And when I talk to the headship and the leadership of the church, their, their immediate response is, we trust you, right? They've, they've seen enough in me and my wife and my family that they're saying, well, if you're putting your seal on this, we, we see enough consistency in you that we don't think that you're leading them astray. And as far as talking to the church about Tai Chi, I would say it would be the same as talking to my Tai Chi friends about the church. I try not to press my views on things on other people. Uh, I'm always ready to engage and answer a question. I have my 
convictions in both parties, whether it's Tai Chi. I mean, there's a lot of people I don't agree with in Tai Chi. I mean, they say, you know, all kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's Tai Chi at all, but that's, you know, if that's what you want to do. That's up to you. And so just using discernment, I think, and, and um, Phil talked about his student that was diplomatic. Uh, I don't just assume that I'm right about everything, but I, I have reasons to believe what I believe. And if you want to talk about it, we can. If, and if you don't want to, then it's not my job to police the world for Tai Chi or for the church. Yeah, well, and, I'm, um, and that is part of it, is that by making yourself available for the dialogue and being willing to have the dialogue. That and I think understanding why you believe what you believe is key. I think there's a lot of people in both circles that have been taught something. Uh, and let's go get away from religion for a second. In Tai Chi, there's people that somebody said something and this teacher with the silk pajamas said something. And now this is the truth and they don't really understand why it's the truth and they don't really have any backup on why that's the truth. And it could be completely false, but they're they're ready to double down on it. And I would say to anyone in any faith or any art, take the time to investigate, because if like you can't argue someone else's rhetoric, if you don't understand what you believe, then don't argue. Just talk and yeah. listen would be the better thing. Yes. Be willing to listen and hear what they're, where, what's really going on with them and why they're coming from there and those kind of things and what are their, yeah, all that. Um, Phil, the one other thing I meant to ask you real quick was that you mentioned the Reiki there. And so you've also have and do the Fogung. The, uh, yes. How do you find the two things when you're presenting and talking or having a workshop or um, interacting with students of it, that how do you find that those that that um let's say they're reiki students and you're talking to them about the fogong and the tai chi and and that kind of a thing how does that talk about that for a minute oh that that all falls together very well so so um a lot of a, a high percentage of the people that that ended up uh doing my reiki class were people that were tai chi students so they start to feel the energy and then, oh, we can do more with this. And then when I was practicing the, um, when I was practicing the Falkung after the, the, um, the seminar, uh, the people I had to practice with were people in a, in a kind of a, a metaphysical group and they were all into Reiki. So, so that fit in perfectly. Yeah, and did they find that they could flow from one to the other pretty well, or were there some adjustments they had to make, or anything that they were? So as far as doing the falcon, they were just receiving it. You know, I was doing it, and they were okay. receiving, it. and so that was that was that was perfectly easy. Yeah, so no difference to them, right? I guess. Right, right. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. So that all fit together. It was a, a somewhat different approach. One of the things that I really was like a real eye opener was the one image that you presented in the Falkung about uh, imagine that you're in a stadium with 10,000 uh, Qigong people. And I found that when I incorporated that in Reiki, it seemed to really work very nicely. It really boosted the energy up. So, yep. so that was, that was Great. very cool. all over the place. <laughs> he said you can incorporate that one for all. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> So anyway, so so when I did it, I said, well, there are 10,000 Falcon, you know, 10,000 Qigong masters. But another there are also at least a few Reiki masters in the group, too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so that that worked kind of nicely. And um, yeah, 
So uh, no, that's good. So um, one thing I wanted to ask Daniel once was the was the issue of push hands was it the touching or was it the um, the, the energy part? Something else. Yeah. No, it, it's the same idea as, as what you're saying. Somebody somewhere has got it in their head that it's uh, evil or, or okay. worshiping something and, and they it. didn't like it. Okay. But it wasn't because they they didn't like people touching each other. No, well, not that I'm aware of. No. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, Suchi, was there something else? I nope. I'm, I'm going to go to Jim. Okay. I'm trying to, okay. trying to hit the couple of you that may have to leave at some point there, and sometimes he gets a call or whatever, so only give him the time to talk there. And then we'll go back. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm just going to try to go over it a little bit, you know, about the this whole thing about community. I, I've been blessed to work in the, the same community that I live in, and I've done a lot of extracurricular, you know, coaching for kids. I've done uh, the teaching in the, the the adult school with a lot of seniors and a lot of interaction with the public. So uh, it has been good. I have had this question about the religion before, and I had spoken to, a, oddly to Phil mentioned it, a Reiki instructor at one point, and um, I took some classes with them and, you know, we shared a lot back and forth. And one of the things that did come up was the, the question of religion and his answer to it was very interesting in, and that was in every religion, there's an effort to be enlightened, you know, first of all, and to know as much as you can. And the second thing is to try to help your brother you know, either Christian or, or uh, you know, in the Jewish religion. Uh, and his thing was, you know, you can run across somebody that's having a bad time and either with the Reiki or the Fagong and, you know, just extend them positive energy or healing energy and hope that they have a, a better day of it. And it's an act of kindness that, you know, a lot of times you don't even have to talk about or they won't even know. And I've seen, you know, and I've tried to do that even through the police work. There's just some things that we come across that you can't help people until they decide to help themselves. And it's always nice to leave that type of a, you know, an interaction with, you know, giving them a little bit positive or healing energy or, you know, whatever you can. So that's, that's been my experience. Uh, as far as other interactions with the community, uh, the system or, or the, the format that I use down here in South Florida is we partner up with or sublet space from uh, karate schools. And I've interacted a lot with the different styles of karate. And uh, we've been asked to go back and teach and speak at different forums and uh, in February, I'm going back to the uh, American Kempo Society, and we're giving another Tai Chi demonstration and class with them. Uh, you know, we've we've gone back and forth with a lot of a lot of different schools, and again, interacting with them and sharing, and 
you know, just expressing different opinions about the uh, trying to explain the Tai Chi and and the, the, the energy. So I don't know if that helps what you were looking for. Sort of it's, it's letting them know that in terms of martial arts that from the Tai Chi, there's some health things there that are pretty different. And then giving them some insight, like a lot of people have heard that, but then it's also giving them some insight into that. You know, which maybe yes, they're older and busted up. They've been doing, you know, hardcore karate for 20 plus years. A lot of times they're now at the point where whether they really want to do Tai Chi or not, if they're going to continue in the martial arts, they're going to need Tai Chi or something like it. <laughs> yes. And, and, and a lot of the, the different arts, there's that mysticism that comes along with that, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth degree black belt, where all of a sudden they're switching to softer stuff. And this is, this is the gap. This is the, or the next level to that, that type of training. Or at least they have told me that numerous yeah, times. That's right. Ty, who is not on the call today, has said that, that the reason that he's doing Tai Chi now was he hit that point in his training. He's, I think, a fifth degree. He's a fifth um, degree in ninjutsu. Um, and the, the actual name for the ninjutsu underneath uh, Hatsumi directly. Yeah. Um, and Hatsumi told, he reached a point there and Hatsumi said, you need to go study Tai Chi now uh, for the rest of his studies. So. Yeah. For for the same reasons that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Sifu. You're welcome. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The practical guide to internal power is a work at your own pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible. And it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com. Uh, Harry. So, uh, even though almost everyone has answered the question, I'm like, wait a minute, what's the original question? We were talking about religion, politics, community. Community is a practitioner, teacher, healer, and leader. And how do I best serve in that role? And so it gets into, okay. you know, all those factors, because when we're talking about society at large, there is, you know, we are a, a there is a sizable portion of the population that's practicing religion. There is a sizable portion of the population that's political, especially today, in today's world I'm talking yes. about. And just looking at like the, the, and to talk about like the 2020 election that way, it's just the number of people who are turning out to vote is is massively more than we've been, I think they've ever seen um, or certainly seen in a long, long time. And so, um, and then it very easily um, and especially when you start mixing where somebody's got a political view that's tied into the religion and all that kind of thing, it, it really easily becomes, as a Tai Chi teacher, you know, either things are being called into question in the way we've been talking about, or you're asked for your views on this thing. And obviously, if they're coming from some super uh, ultra political or religious place, they're hoping that you'll sort of identify to that, or they're looking for the place where you're not so that they can then really turn that into, you know, all kinds of things. So you end up 
being an ambassador in a certain way for the art in that person's eyes because you're the person they're talking to. Okay, so there's a lot there, obviously. Oh, there is. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll just boom, boom, boom. As far as politics, there's no political discussion in my class, period. Now, there are rare exceptions when maybe it's just a couple students and they've known each other forever and they're going out socially together and whatever. And every once in a while, kind of like Jim Kelly and I, there'll be a little jab, but it's all in fun and we have fun with it and it doesn't really interfere. Now, if we were constantly going at it, that'd be a problem. Um, and that's, and you, you wouldn't have that either as our teacher. Um, now, as far as uh, them knowing how I feel, um, I don't make it a, a, a point to make sure I do this, but naturally in conversation, it's going to come up that I have a partner and I, I kind of want that to happen because if they're going to be phobic uh, in any way, um, then that could be a problem unless they can put that aside. So there's that. So I'll let that come up naturally. And as far as political beliefs, well, unless you have been living under a rock for decades and you know that I have a partner, you're going to kind of know where I probably go. I mean, mean. Something there real quick, pick it up from there. The funniest thing is that, you know, I, as you guys know, I talk about my kids a fair amount. Right. And the, uh, you and I were sitting at a, when I, when we first met, <laughs> it was the first weekend or maybe the second time at a Tai Chi gala. Yep. And our first there, time. And I'm like, and I'm like, so man, you, you're, 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 you're like, you seem like you'd be a great father. You got any kids? And you were like, uh, my uh, partner and I would find that physically impossible. <laughs> I'm like, uh, 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 we were at the gala, and there's how back then, I don't know, it was 150, 200 people. It was a big demonstration, and you had called me up, and you didn't really know me yet. And we're doing something, and he's like, yeah, it's like when you're with your wife, right? And, <laughs> and I just, right, exactly. And then so when we were at lunch, and you bring, well, then why did you say that? And I'm like, what, really? Because in front of 200 people, I'm going to go there? And, and, you know, no, it was just easier to go, yeah, 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 like my wife. <laughs> no, but I had I did bring up the kids, and you did say the thing about that That was how I got enlightened to, to the situation there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, not physically possible. And, I, and in my head, I went, not physically possible. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and that was my coming out to probably the whole table, except maybe Paul Shansky or uh, another person or two, and it, whatever. Um, so, and then that was also, but as I was considering to have you as my teacher, that was a way for me to find out if you were going to be cool with that or not, because some are not, and especially if we rewind over a decade. So, and then that worked. And I think you might have felt like, oh boy, what did I do? Because you called me from the plane, which. You normally do, like when you're leaving, hey, man, how's it going? Which told me, okay, he's cool with this. So we're very good. Um, so anyway, so there's that. So I don't put that in people's face, but like you would naturally talk about your wife or kids. Yeah. If it's the right moment, I'll bring that up. Yeah. As far as um, religion goes, um, it comes up when I uh, first class, usually when I'm teaching um uh, aligning your energy and actually feeling it. I do that in the first class, the brushing method, and I get everyone to feel it. 
and I will I will I, there's some oh when we're doing rise and fall uh, earth energy and heaven energy and I always say uh, it, this has nothing to do with religion it's just called heaven energy so I don't talk about religion I don't get into it with you your beliefs it doesn't really matter you can call it God you can call it universal energy uh, but then the other thing is, and it's kind of uh, what Greg said, I want to meet them where they're at. So I look at hopefully opening their eyes to the energetic parts of this. As I, and I will tell them, otherwise, why would you be doing Tai Chi? There's a gazillion other things you could do. You can go down, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like, you can go down the street and do the follow along. We are doing choreography and that's not really Tai Chi. And then I will explain that when you go to the doctor and you get an echocardiogram, what are they doing? They're putting sensors on your body and they're feeling electrical impulses. So do you honestly think that we don't have the ability to feel someone else's electrical impulse or maybe our own? This is science. It's not anything mystical. So if, and then it's just like I said in the previous call last week, um, I may not be the right teacher for them if they're not going to be open to this stuff. Now, that doesn't mean they have to immediately jump in and believe and oh my goodness. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that, but as long as they're open enough, it's good. Yeah. And that's how I handle that. You've seen that once a week we put up on, on the clear Tai Chi Facebook page, uh, Tai Chi study, you know, and, and it's a different one every week. And it's about things where they've done some kind of research and they know something. And then the other one, and I've not got as much of the articles, or, you know, we're not posting them every week or that kind of a thing, but I keep my eye open for it regularly, are other articles where science has figured out other stuff that has to do with the, with the human body, mind, spirit, and what our capacity is and what we can do and what and how we can do it and the science of that. And it includes things like one of the recent ones I saw specifically um, was where they said that human beings have the capacity to feel true north. That we actually have the ability to feel that. And now the, what they said in the article was it's, and they left that open-ended is we don't know if people are able to perceive it well enough to act on it, but the, but the biological organism that a human being is like a lot of animals can actually feel where that's at. Yeah, one of the other things I'll say, Sifu, is that we as a species have abilities that over uh, time we've lost touch with. That's right. And, and so, yeah, we have magnetic tissue in our sinus uh, cavity, I believe, is how that yeah. works. Yeah. Right. And well, so, and there, you know, there's a lot of that stuff which gets really fascinating. One of the things I like to share with my students um, that I think they find helpful is that, like, just think about the ways that you've kind of lost touch with your own senses in over the course of your life and i normally don't like start that way but um you know uh he's talking about when you're when you're talking with a beginner because obviously you've been doing this for a while then you've been going the other way <laughs> right right but yeah if you're a beginner it's uh you know um it, things like you know uh, are you like I'll, I'll ask them are you thirsty right now when was the last time you had a glass of water and i'll make them kind of check in with themselves in different ways and it's like, you, you know, you see, you, you can tell how you kind of have to explore that. Well, there was a time, and you probably remember this, when your body used to tell you that stuff and you used to act on it. And eventually there, there came a time when it was inconvenient for you to act on it. And your body was sending you these messages, but you weren't acting on it. 
And so you sort of tuned out from that process. And that happens all over. And a lot of times I'll do the eyes closed, standing on one leg thing as an example of this. Um, and there's just different ways that you've kind of tuned out of your senses. The ability is still there. The communication is still possible. You're just not acting on that information. The and thing he was talking about with the standing on one leg and doing that, if you're new to this is like you, you haven't seen a lot of our stuff is that you can feel the internal balance adjusting inside your body when you do this in the way that we do it. And so a lot of people, and then once you've trained it, you can feel it anytime you want. Most people, though, can't perceive that at all normally. Um, and so we're teaching you how to perceive that and then use it. And so when people first feel that, it's kind of like it's surprising to them most of the time because it's, it's so different than what they had thought, what was going on inside their body that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just all sorts of things like that. Um, and uh, and and the, the process of Tai Chi is this process of kind of waking up like one of the one of the things that happens in tai chi one of the amazing benefits of tai chi is that it wakes you back up to those senses and it, and it gets you back in touch with those communication processes and so how much healthier are you going to be and how much longer are you going to live if you know you're getting sick in advance and you can do smart healthy things and drink a glass of water and take some extra vitamin c or whatever it's going to be and just not be sick or or as sick or sick for as long and if you can do that, like over the course of from now until, you know, kind of the natural end of your life, how much healthier of a life are you going to live in between? And just that alone, like think about how amazing that alone would be. But then all the other stuff, you know, if you can drink a glass of water and not get heat stroke or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, if you're just tuned in your senses like that, if you're aware of your balance and so you don't fall as a senior. Um, you know, how, how amazing would that be to have that kind of confidence and that, that be that ability to really be in touch with your sense of balance that way, just, just alone, like just that one thing. And then, and, and the great gift of Tai Chi is that it's not just one thing. It's all of this stuff is possible. Um, but, but it, it goes back to what, you know, what Harry, what you were saying, see what you were saying is that there's, we have these faculties hardwired into us and we tend to tune them out or not know how to respond to them or not have proper feedback. And so Tai Chi is this process of waking all that stuff back up um, and getting back in touch with all of those things bit by bit. Cool. Sifu, you mentioned that you used to, that you post articles. Yeah, we put one once a week on the our Clear Tai Chi health studies Facebook, um, Facebook, Facebook page. Uh, external like medical studies and health studies that have been done, um, you know, from just from different scientists, um, you know, different doctors do, uh, you know, do different studies in different universities, have different sponsor studies and stuff. And so we have these news articles that have covered the study and we, we normally will link to the news article um, and then somewhere in the news article is a link to the actual study. And if there's not one in the news article, then we have found the link to the actual study. But we, we were, we've tried to make sure that so it's you can all click through to our site and actually see more about what the study did and how and it's in the abstract of it and all those things. Yeah. So you go to the Clear Tai Chi Facebook page. Yep. Yep. Clear Tai Chi Facebook. And um, once a week, I can't remember what day, normally on like Wednesday or Thursday or something, we um, 
uh, or I could, I could be wrong about that, but when, like one, one day a week, normally we, um, we put up a health study and then if there's one and, and there's, there's kind of a body of work that's out there. Um, but we, uh, but if there's one that like just hit the news, then there might be, you know, we will probably put that out there that week. If we, you know, if we see it, um, that's, that's kind of fresh like that, but we have this sort of series of health studies that have been put out over time about like what the benefits of Tai Chi really are for certain things in certain ways. So as far as the topic for today, I guess the best way to answer is um, a little bit of my own history because I, I, I'm not at a place now that I ever thought I would be. If, if you told me 30 years ago, I'd be doing this, I, I would have laughed. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it was not something I decided and took a prescribed route to, to get to, right? Um, I studied biology and I did not imagine myself teaching, but I spent 15 years teaching high school science, not just biology, but all types of science, which I really, really loved. Um, and that gives you a little bit of a clue as to the direction that I come from. You know, when I when I look at things, I'm very, very analytical and I like the scientific method and um, I, I find the world amazing, which, uh, you know, not everyone who has a logical mind is is amazed as well. And but that's actually a really important uh, scientific quality, like people who are inventors and scientists who really do research and things usually need to feel some sort of curiosity and amazement in order to be go to go forward with their discoveries. So um, I guess it's just the, the evidence of what Tai Chi has done for me is what leads me into wanting to share that with other people. But it's a little bit deeper than that, really, because um, the, I guess the position that I find myself in after teaching for 15 years, I know a lot of people in my community and a lot of the kids that I taught are now adults. And so I have a certain standing and being the science teacher, you know, there's a certain flavor to that, to that standing. Sure. Um, and yeah. And also the way, you know, respecting everyone that you come into contact with, regardless of their opinions, um, gives you sort of a trust factor and a credibility. And so people just come to me for advice on all kinds of things that I'm, I'm not really sure why, but it's just because they, you know, there's this foundational sort of trust that's been built over a whole career, which had nothing to do with Tai Chi initially. Um, but when I decided that for my own health reasons, I needed a change of pace, um, I said, well, let me think about which part I've excelled at the most and which I've enjoyed the most. And it was the segment on uh, human anatomy and all the systems, how to take care of yourself and how the systems work and how they work together and all this sort of thing. So I said, well, then I'm going to go into health coaching because I know a lot about this subject. And I, I really feel like the most important thing anyone can do with their life is to serve others. So I said, if I can serve others through helping them with their health. Um, and so, of course, you know, put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, like you, you need to be able to share what you've been through yourself and the the most significant changes I've had uh, to my own health have been through dietary changes and through studying Tai Chi and so those are the things that I put forward to help people with because it's what I understand the most 
obviously, if they have other ideas, I'm very interested to listen. And I think that, that that open attitude is what allows you to have these authentic exchanges with people that let you know where they're coming from. Because you can't create change from outside and just telling people what to do. You have to create change by becoming uh, internalized with them. And then you can move forward together. Um, and I found that that's sort of a general attitude that helps with a lot of things. And I think you can never assume anything about what the other person's going to believe in or be offended by on like on either extreme. Um, like if I just casually drop something to feel like I'm going to be getting on their good side and it's actually something very offensive. And so, you know, I just try to um, listen more than I talk and also um, just be really consistent and authentic because that way I don't ever back myself to a corner that I can't get out of because I'm just being myself. And if it's something that really doesn't vibe with them, well, then like, you know, they'll probably have to find someone else to guide them because I know where I'm coming from. That's the thing is you have to really know yourself in order to be an example to other people. And then just really just live that truth. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, Art? Well, this has been a, a good and enlightening discussion. Um, and I'll maybe just speak a bit about more Tai Chi itself and how I um, present it to people and introduce it, um, especially after my introduction and working with uh, Clear Tai Chi in that um, it is, Tai Chi is more than just a... Uh, a light meditative dance, which which on its own can be helpful to people, but um, with the added benefit of the energetics and the uh, skills learned with clear Tai Chi, I uh, try to impress upon people that it is and can, or can be a lot more than, um, as I say, a light meditative dance and um, express the uh, energies that can be used for both uh, self-defense and health and try to present that in a, a straightforward, clear manner so that people can um, be aware of it and realize it and take it um, for what it is using the energy um, as a state for health and or self-defense and um, I found people, some are, of course, more receptive to it than others, but um, I just try to present it in a clear, straightforward manner, and most people like it and are willing to learn. Um, cool. That, that's um, pretty much what what I have to add, which isn't very much, but... Um, oh, goodness. I, Game um, example is part of that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I know that you communicate with several different groups of Tai Chi practitioners where you're at there. So that that's some of that too, just those relationships and and that communication that way. Yep. Right. Cool. The uh, yeah. Thanks. Um, for me, um, you know, long term study is absolutely a part of this, right? And to be the best student you can be. 
for me to be the best student that I can be, to be that living example of what the art can do for somebody. And then the other part of that is in terms of our studies to really be working towards true mastery and really, and really to keep studying like that so that, um, so that it's an example of what kinds of things are possible and, and being a living example of that as opposed to just telling people that, right? And it's be the best teacher that you can be both skill-wise and knowledge-wise and teach as if, you, as if you're going to be dying very soon. You know, what is it that I'm going to put across to you and how am I going to get that across? And is that thing, and, and I do see some people when they think about, well, if I was going to die in, in the next 30 days, I would try to show you all the advanced stuff. The problem is if you get somebody that are a beginner, they can't do that yet. They don't have the knowledge and the foundation to be able to take that in. So it's, I got to take the piece that you are ready for and put that across to you and get it across to you in a way where, especially if it's a foundational step and so many of the skills really are, at least in the organization of our system, so that I want you to really take that to heart in that kind of a way. And what is it that I can show you or do with you or help you with to kind of get that? And is it helping you, right? Um, and what will best help and serve that person, that student, that, that practitioner, that uh, person you're interacting with? The, uh, and so all of that. And then last but not least, try to be apolitical, but also socially responsible. And that can be hard to do, especially in today's world. There can be things where, um, uh, and I'll just put it this way, ideally, the average person says, I want other people to be well, I want um, to, and part of that would be that we want a nice environment for our kids and grandkids. We want people to be financially sound and have a have a roof over their head and have good food. We want people to be reasonably healthy and to have both healthy in body and healthy in mind and those kinds of things. And so a lot of times I'll just tell you that me from a political standpoint, if somebody hears me talking and they were, they were serious, Trump-based Republican, they'll think I'm a hardcore Democrat coming from the other way. If they're a hardcore Democrat and hear me talking, a lot of times they'll be like, that dude's a Republican. And it's like, I'm neither one of those. The uh, I'm a person that is for what is going to be best for people as best as I can figure it. Um, and like I said, the healthy food, the roof over your head, the, the, um, the healthy life and a good life. And a serving life too, not not hey you you sit you know sit on the couch eat bonbons and everybody's serving it to you. It's what do you, what is your part in all of that? Because there should be something. Um, but but it's that kind of a thing. And so if something starts to look like it's off the rails to that, I will have a tendency to talk about it. I don't try to overdo it because it can easily become a bad religious or a bad political discussion. Um, and then when I know people are certainly of coming from whether that's deep deep Democrat or deep Republican and not even like putting a deep left, I guess maybe a better way or deep extreme ultra right places. As long as they're not harming other people with that, if they're harming other people, I have a problem with it pretty quick. You know, if it's, if it's a direct intent to harm other people, I'm like, I can't be okay with this. And I shouldn't even be, we shouldn't even be in the same place together. But as long as that isn't happening, that's not where they're coming from. Um, then I'm good to even do the poking fun a little bit with somebody that I know well enough to do that. Um, or to try to have 
and this is where it comes from, from private conversations usually, but individually, anybody who's going to seriously be around me is let's, let's not talk about the burner, the boilerplate issue. Let's talk about what's behind that. What does that really mean? What do you really want out of that? Why are you really for that? What does you being for that really mean? What are the deeper ramifications of that? And it's part of getting your, your body is an aspect of this and your body health. Your mind is also an aspect of this and your mental health and being able to see through so much of the illusion that goes on with life itself, with a lot of religious stuff, with a lot of political stuff and go, what is the reality of that? And what is it you want? And a lot of times the authentic place that some, that the average person is coming from, at least this is what I found is very different than what a lot of political affiliation, a lot of religious affiliation, a lot really different than what they put out there. And, and there's enough of a disconnect that I'm like, why don't you just skip that identification thing for something that really isn't who you are and just take your core value and really figure out how to best express that. Uh, because I found people, just to give you an idea on the political spectrum, that are fairly extreme on the Trump side that when we get to those core values their core values are great but they bought into something and there's reasons for that but it's like why don't we get to who you really are and present that to people and the same thing you get people who are ultra ultra lefty out there and to the point where there's there's just unrealistic expectations or other odd end things and it's like uh, what is it you really want? And is that because the other part is you always have to put reality on it because it might be I want everybody to be able to sit on the couch and eat bonbons all day and not do anything. Well, society's not going to function if that happens. So <clears throat> what's the best version of that? What is it you really want for people that also is taking into account, you know, that there's exchange, fair exchange would be and a fair exchange is a principle I believe in very strongly. And is fair exchange happening off that? And if not, I don't care what affiliation or, or political presentation or whatever it is, there's a problem with it. Um, and so what is the fair exchange and how do you convey that in a way that really relates to a betterment for all parties involved um, as much as possible anyways? Yeah, you get the idea. Um, hopefully that's been helpful. Um, yep, yeah, that's mostly what I had to say about that. Be the best example you can be uh, um, all about that. Um, be able to convey that to people, have the conversations, go all the way to mastery because you're going to help a lot of other people by doing that, including yourself. Um, be the best teacher that you can be with the skill and knowledge. Teach as if it's as if this is the last thing you're going to really get to teach this person and what's going to best help them. <clears throat> and be aware that we're not just affecting, no matter what you're trying to do, you're not just affecting people's bodies. And if you're doing the art, you're doing that. You're also affecting their mind and the longer, bigger term thing, what they pass on to others, you're also affecting their spirit, whether that be positively or negatively, you are having an effect there. And so ideally we're trying to have the most positive one we can. I think another um, aspect to that is to recognize that you're not only affecting them, but other people that they come into contact with. Yeah. That's and so perfect. then you actually end up serving the community by serving that individual right. because then they become a person who's able to resolve conflict and, and collaborate. And also, I think if, if it were in my hands to say, what would I teach somebody? Because I know I'm dying next week. It would be 
that sort of uh, empowerment for them. Well, what you just gave to us <laughs> by encouraging us to go forward. I would try to encourage that person, regardless of what level they're at, to feel that they they can develop themselves and that they should continue and go forward. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thanks, guys. Any last thoughts or words? Nope. I think that wraps Thank it you. up for today. Bill, What's that? Like you Bill, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I have something that's sort of not quite on this topic, but I just wanted to put it out because I think, I think it relates to Tai Chi, but I don't know how. Okay. So I was watching a, a great courses video uh, called Outsmart Your Brain. Outsmart and what they said okay. is, <laughs> what they said is that decisions <clears throat> and in terms of how you're going to move your body, but other decisions are made on a subconscious level, not on a conscious level. And you become aware of them consciously only a fraction of a second after the decision is made. And then you act on it. So you make a decision to move your right hand and not your left hand. A few seconds before that, you're aware of the decision, but the actual decision was made a fraction of a second before you even became aware of it. Right. And somehow I think that relates to Tai Chi. I don't know how. Well, well, what you're talking about is that, I mean, in a nutshell, what you're talking about is the E in terms of the intent, the mind intent. When you're, when you're talking about the decision, what you're talking about is the E, the intent formed and the okay. e leads, right? The E leads and then the energy follows that and then the body follows that. Well, the energy in this case is sort of at a certain, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, is the um, the awareness uh, of the of the decision is when that energy stage kind of clicks in, um, and then your body follows that, of course. But uh, but the E leads um, being, I think, the thing that emo- for me at least most immediately comes to mind when you when you're talking about this. Okay, so what you're saying is the the Yi happen, the Yi, the mind intent happens, and it isn't conscious necessarily. Okay. So here's what I'll I'll tell you about that, that the shin, your spirit actually makes the decision or actually realizes whatever it's going to realize and starts to put that in, like convey that information to you. And at the point where it hits your brain and you're making a decision about it, that's where the E comes into play. And for most people, they can't interact with their spirit directly. It's like their spirit's not really there they don't they don't perceive it and so they just hey i've got this decision or or this thing just came to me and now i'm going to act on it like you're talking about one of the things that tai chi does is it teaches you how to hear feel interact at the spiritual level and so then instead of it being the information comes in and then you're spent then you've got your 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 time thinking about it and then you act on it it's that you're able to act in spirit directly. And it, it makes it so that literally you can see, that's where some of the psychic type benefit stuff comes from, is that you begin to perceive it before it happens. And it's like, and if you can't feel the spirit and that happens, it's like, where'd that come from? When you feel the spirit that way, then it's, it's like, oh, that came from spirit, you know, you, you know. And so then 
it changes a lot of the way that you're doing that. It also lets you have a much better communication, not just downline like that, but also back up. Oh, that, okay. So it does relate then. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. Okay. So is, is ye, are we con? So Shen, we're often not conscious of at least. Most uh, people aren't aware of their Shen until they've been training for a long time. Right. Unless they've been doing a serious spiritual pursuit of some kind. Uh, and by that, I mean, even a Christian one, if you have somebody that really is not doing that for the social aspects of it, but doing it because of what they believe and how they feel and their personal relationship interaction with God, then, and they're really pursuing that in a certain kind of a way, then it also, will, that, that kind of thing will also turn that on. Okay. Uh, once it's turned on one way, it also is turned on whichever way you did it. So let's say you did it in Tai Chi and that's what woke it up. If you go to a church, church, bad wording, into a your spiritual religious aspect yeah, yeah right yeah then you'll find that these two things basically end up merging or the person's going to be like i don't you know they're they're not going to be able to relate very well because then what's the origination of that and what is that and how does that play how is that a factor in everything and now you know there's this other thing if they don't have some kind of a strong I don't want to use the word faith, but, but way to relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, it can be pretty tough because it's uh, like I'm getting these things, but I don't know what that is or where that's coming, you know, that kind of a thing. But when you have the, the, that, for lack of a better word, faith, and I don't mean your belief part of the faith. I mean, like what you believe in, uh -huh. how you believe in it and how you interact to that. Um, and so you won't find too many people that are high level at this, where there's not some kind of a faith there mm -hmm. because it really, uh, it sort of forces the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's, and so it's important because, um, you have to have a very strong mind to do this. And part of that is to be able to make sense and order of the thing. And that doesn't mean you completely understand everything there is to know about it, but that you have a pretty good uh, handle on it in terms of how at least it's affecting you and interacting to you and what that is. And so that if, and so when you hear about people that are psychic where they'll get messages and it's like, okay, we've got to get off the street right now. Something bad is going to happen here in a little bit. And they move off the street and sure enough, there's something that happens right there. How do they know that? Right. And it's, it's a conveyed through spirit. And if it's you're getting that message, but you're going, what? Huh? You know, you might be standing there when the explosion to the gas main happened. Right. But the uh, but if you've got that and you've learned to trust that and you understand, hey, there is something more. And I would say God and that, that there is an there is an interaction from that spirit to your spirit. That's that's where the information comes in through. And you're able to to make sense of it in that way. To, in a way to be able to re to re relate and to interact, then um, it can be very useful for you and very helpful to you and very helpful and useful to others that you're trying to help right. as well. And the goal being to make that the largest, you know, what's, what's for the greater good as best as you can. And certainly this is where I'm coming from and where any of you that are seriously doing this longer term, if I see somebody's coming from a really different place from that, we will part company. I won't, I won't continue. Um, so, but in any case, but 
so but ye we are when when something happens at the ye level the mind intent we're aware of that though you're aware of that yeah because your mind is now telling you telling you something you can not necessarily well yeah there are times when people are sort of disconnected from that too unfortunately well a, a lot of times we're kind of i mean did you really consciously make the decision to open the door with your right hand today or did you do that more on autopilot? Well, okay. No, I was I was thinking about where is something that's an unusual thought or whatever. Well, yeah, and it's, or, it's or, an unusual thought. Specific. We're aware of it then. Normally, if we're do, honing in on something very specific like that, then yeah. But if you, but there's a lot of stuff we do on autopilot that, sure. that yeah, the E still. Oh, okay, yeah, right. But we're just not really connected to it or aware of it. But in the practice of Tai Chi, if we're doing something with mind intent, we would be aware of that. But yeah, we're really trying to hone in on that and open up on that. In the moment training, really, which we've got a lot of that in our, uh, it's not so much in the basic skills that first three to six months, but as soon as you get into like the level one of our intermediate, the very next Module things you get into, two. Yeah. first page, there's in the moment training and it is definitely <laughs> designed to get you there. And, and. It, um, people have a hard time being directly related to it, but you can't ever get to the next level without that going on because if you can't even hear your own mind and stay present in your own mind, um, that's a requirement. An essential, absolutely has to be there requirement in order to be able to interact at the level of spirit uh, because the spirit, the spirit always exists now. It wasn't in the past. It's not in the future. <laughs> now and now is eternal but always but it is now and so you have to be in the moment to do that thank you you're welcome cool Any, anything else guys lady <laughs> as far as the the stuff you were just talking about i think that the best summary that I've ever heard of it um, was actually from the movie Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> I, I, it was just, it was in the movie, but it was, there was a preacher in the movie and, and uh, there was a guy kind of interacting with them and they were joking about, you know, or, or talking about, I guess not even joking. Like one guy said something like, if, you know, preacher, if there's a God, he ain't done much for me. And the preacher said, well, you don't expect he's going to do everything for you. Do you first you have to earn his presence then you have to learn to recognize it and then you have to act on it. And I think that's, uh, like I said, best summary of the order of operations there that I've ever heard and Cowboys, Cowboys and Aliens. Um, it's a great movie. Hey, before I forget uh, the uh, a word from our sponsor, Clear Tai Chi, the free practical guide to internal power. Yeah, check it out. It's available on clearmartialarts.com. It's a really deep, uh, course that there's a lot there that you can work on and study kind of for a long period of time, but we've made it very digestible and very bingeable so you can get the information very quickly. Um, but it really is a great way to get firsthand hands-on experience of internal power. Um, and it's free. It's the practical guide to internal power and it's available at clearmartialarts.com. Cool. Hey, thanks guys. Have a great week. If I don't talk to you before the week's out, I uh, know at least some of you I will. So um, more soon. Thank you. Keep on, keep on, keeping on. Thanks, Thank for everybody. Everybody. Take care, everybody. Bye. And do the end of the recording part. And now a word from our sponsor. What is internal power? Most people only understand external 
exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength. Bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power, and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one-of-a-kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you.